Have you ever wondered how important servicing your watch is? Have you ever wondered what it involves? And what about how many types are there? Well, let me help you. This is the first episode of the Technically Speaking series, and today we'll talk about the importance of servicing your watch. Hi everyone, welcome to the Watchaholics podcast. I'm your host, Diogo, your online watchmaker. Each episode, we'll talk about myths, in-depth technical reviews, answer all your questions and bring out the Watchaholic in you. So wind up your movements, tighten your crowns and let's dive in. Enjoy. Why is it important to service your watch? This might sound like a rhetorical question, but let me tell you that it's not quite. Measuring time through the infinite ways we developed to do so has been and still is one of the most important discoveries for us human beings. These relics have been around ever since the 16th century. And despite being one of its main purposes, watches are far more than just a device to help us check and keep track of time. They have been, for many decades, part of the family's jewelry, a piece of art to be well kept and passed on to the next generations. But in order to be preserved and to last long, they need maintenance every, every couple of years just like any other machine, especially nowadays that watches have different roles in our lives besides checking time. They've become a status symbol as well as a fashion statement. You can say a lot about a person by the watch he or she is wearing. They are pieces of memory from our family members with such a sentimental value to them that they become priceless. No amount of money could ever replace them. They have also become, particularly nowadays, an investment. In a time where huge companies can be created from a laptop, where overnight success can happen from a single post, video or song, as well as how much a virus can turn your whole life around, makes people more aware and conscious of the term investment. People are often looking for ways or assets to place their hardworking money on to make more money or to keep it secure. The watch's versatility of use is making them a popular choice for this practice as they are considered pieces of art that can be worn on your wrist. There are even big international investment funds on watches, so the importance of keeping these amazing time-telling pieces serviced should be huge, right? And a big, however, the truth is that watches haven't been and still aren't maintained and taken care of as they should. The reasons for that are many, really. Lack of knowledge, careless owners, the price of servicing, it could be anything. Even though nowadays watch dealers are more informed and explain more often about the importance of maintenance, most people come to watchmakers to get their watches serviced when they are in a very bad condition or, in most cases, broken. Some clients, when talking to us, proudly say that their watch has been working for 35 years straight like it's a good thing. Even though, in some cases, it actually looks like a miracle, it's not really a reason to celebrate. And it's really unfortunate. 
especially for vintage watches. The movements from those eras, in some cases, don't have the same construction quality as today's watches, so the concern about servicing them should have been even bigger than today. As a result, many of the inherited watches, when they come to us watchmakers to get fully serviced, saying it's challenging is a huge understatement. Unfortunately, some of them can't even be repaired due to structural damages that can't be solved with just a simple maintenance and good faith. We're not talking about changing a couple pieces for new ones, oiling thing, everything back, uh, and it's done. First and foremost, finding these new pieces uh, is not that easy, and in some cases it's close to impossible. You could find and buy a complete movement and then change that specific piece, if you were lucky enough to find one in bad condition. But then, but then comes the structural damage I was talking about, which is irreversible. These are fixed pieces to the main plate, that can't be changed nor restored due to extreme wear. Because of that, they are incapable of keeping wheels, bridges, springs in place. So, as you see, in some cases, changing the so-called new piece wouldn't solve anything really. The only solution would involve changing the main plate, which is never done, uh, because that's where the serial number and all the important information is printed. Another scenario is, Certain things that must be done are so difficult that it's just not worth it for the watchmakers. Mainly because if watchmakers were to charge the client for the actual amount of time and hard work put on this type of service, the price would be enormous. Not to mention that the probability of being able to actually pull it off would be pretty low in some extreme cases. And since most of these vintage watches are a bit too classic or too small for today's standards, most of these watches has prefer not to pay and to just keep them the way they are. Some vintage watch enthusiasts and owners also don't pay much attention to these servicings because they assume that, being an old product, that it could never work as well as a new one, which is not a fact. That way, uh, in their minds, paying for something so expensive and in the end the watch won't even work that well, it's not worth it. So, for all these reasons and a few more, uh, these, type of, these types of more difficult restorations don't come by that often. Also, as some of the machinery needed for these services is really specific and expensive, many watchmakers don't feel the need to have them, which makes this issue even harder. However, not everything is negative and drama. <laughs> Actually, most vintage watches can be and are serviced. Of course, they're not as easy to fix as a recent watch, but the procedures are pretty much the same. And those procedures are something that I feel is really important for me to discuss with you guys, since most people do not get their watches serviced due to not knowing what watchmakers do to them exactly. Also, because of that lack of knowledge, people associate the term servicing with just doing something quick and easy and everything is taken care of. So I'm going to make a list of the types of servicing there are, explain what they are for, how they are done and some of the things you should be careful about. 
Before going any further on this topic though, I'd like to point out that there are levels or stages, let's say, of excellence when it comes to the methodology of servicing watches. And what I mean with that is, you might have heard, seen or experienced a different approach from the person you went to when in need of these services from what I'm about to say. So the ways, methods, procedures I'm going to talk about are based on a high standard of quality established by the Swiss watch industry. So without further ado, let's get technical. What is a watch servicing and how often should you do it? First things first, what is it? Well, it's fundamentally repairing your watch. However, since the word repairing kind of implies that something is already wrong or broken, it's more accurate as well as it's commercially more easily accepted, let's say, to call it servicing. Though these procedures might sound like something simple that you do in a matter of minutes, they are laborious and take quite some time. And notice that I've said it in the plural, because there are various watch services or types of servicing, which I'll clarify. Battery servicing. This one is a perfect example of what happens when People who just want their problems solved but don't know what they are paying for meet uninformed employees or someone who just doesn't want to take the time to explain things. In this case, the client's quartz watch has stopped and they think it just needs a new battery. And you can just change a battery of course, but in the high-end independent watch ateliers or in after-sales servicing departments, we don't do that, we do a battery servicing. One important giveaway that the battery's energy is running low is when the second's hand jumps 4 or 5 seconds at a time and not every second. That phenomenon is called EOL, which stands for end of life. This servicing should be done every 2 years more or less. Now, why, what's the process, what does it include? Let's start from the beginning. Whenever a watch is received for any servicing, assuming it's the first time there, the client is asked about what he or she complains about. The client will say that the watch has stopped working and that it needs a new battery. Most clients assume that quartz watches just need their battery changed every couple of years and keep doing that until eventually the movement stops working. Because of that, clients don't pay attention to certain details that are important for the watchmakers to know exactly what type of maintenance watches have had in the past. Since that information is unknown, watchmakers adopt a more defensive stance so that they can provide and guarantee the best quality servicing possible. And this is the right moment for the company's employee or the watchmaker to explain what will be done and that is not just changing a battery. Watchmakers must go through a couple steps to, to make sure that the watch will work properly. These tests are done with the help of a specific machine that feeds the movement with energy simulating a battery and gives us important data about the watch's condition. So, 
the list of steps uh, goes a bit like this. Number one, check the type of watch and its overall condition. This helps us know how intensively it has been used and in what environments. Number two, open the watch case and do a rigorous visual check of the movement. There are certain details that are a giveaway that the watch hasn't had the right type of intervention. Some examples are batteries that have been badly placed, broken pieces, scratches, the list could go on and on. Number three, verify the battery voltage to check if it's dead or if the watch doesn't work with a good battery. In these cases, uh, it's an obvious giveaway that the watch needs a full servicing. Number four, check the movement's consumptions. This test involves three other procedures. First, the overall consumptions, which basically is how much energy from the battery the movement uses to work and for how long will the watch work for. Then it's the lower functioning limit, which lets us know at what voltage the watch stops working. And finally is the upper starting limit, which allows us to know how much voltage is needed for the watch to start working. Number five, check the state of the coil. This test isn't mandatory for many brands, but it's also important to check, mainly because it's quite a sensitive piece and it's often damaged by badly trained watchmakers when changing batteries. Number six, gather all this information and analyze it on parameters established by the brands. I obviously won't go any deeper than this, otherwise you'll just fall asleep or die of boredom. <laughs> well, but this part of the test will confirm if the problem is just the battery or if the watch needs a full servicing. Number seven, if the problem is the battery, change it for a new one. Before doing it though, um, if there are dirty surfaces, fingerprints, etc., they need to be cleaned before putting the new battery in. Number eight, change all the joints for new ones and check if the crown or the screws also need to be changed. Number nine, clean the outside of the watch with alcohol and a brush. Certain people apply creams and hand lotions on, on a daily basis. Those products, when dry, might get stuck in the watch's back or bracelet. That usually results in black or grey spots, greasy surfaces. So just try and make the watch look as clean as possible. And finally, the simple task of all, set the watch. Whew, that was long. <laughs> you can now take a deep breath, guys, and relax because the list has come to an end. And I know what you're thinking, you must do all that just to change the battery of a simple quartz watch? Well, I made it purposefully technical so that you guys understand how poorly this specific service is explained to clients. But yes, we must do all this every time. My point with all this is um, just because something like changing a battery might sound simple, the work behind it and the whole methodology might not be as simple as you think. I also know that the price is a sensitive topic and of course, I can't judge you for arguing about the costs of these services because once again, 
I know how wrongfully these matters are explained. However, when in a situation where you don't know what type of servicing you are paying for, always make sure to ask for someone to explain it to you. It is your right. And this also applies to everything else I'll say in this episode. Now to clear the air. Simple or fast servicing. This servicing includes everything related to the outside parts of the watch, case or bracelet components. The most usual ones are changing leather straps, putting on or removing bracelet links, changing pushes, glasses, crowns, etc. Waterproof servicing. I will make an episode addressing this waterproofness subject in detail because it's another theme that people do not seem to grasp. But but for today's episode I want you to know that waterproofness is a state not a feature. There are watches that have certain characteristics that make them more suitable for the job but it's a state. It is not permanent whatsoever. Not to mention it's one of the main problems watches have. You can check if your watch is or is not waterproof uh, anytime you want. Just go to a watch atelier or the after sales department of your watch's brand and ask for a waterproofness test. This test is pretty affordable and I always advise my clients to do it every year, especially before summer. However, if the watch is not waterproof, then you can ask for a waterproofness servicing. Keep in mind though that the price will vary from watch to watch since it involves changing all the parts necessary for it to perform well underwater. That being said, the list can be endless if you count all the joints, glass, crown, tube of the crown, pushes, etc. It may also happen that it is not possible to waterproof the watch. This is very common on old or vintage watches due to their poorer quality of construction but mainly due to excessively rough use and lack of maintenance. Basically, uh, you'd almost need a whole new watch for it to be waterproof. Sadly though, this scenario is also present on recent watches. I'd also like to point out uh, that few brands, but most independent uh, watch ateliers, might not do this servicing. And why is that? For the brands, in most cases, it involves disassembling a big part of the watch so they don't do it separately, but it will be included in a full servicing. For independent ateliers, since they don't have access to buying these parts, they simply can't do it uh, unless they officially represent your brand. Demagnetizing servicing. Nowadays watches are a lot more resistant to magnetizing due to their overall construction quality as well as the materials of the case. Holder watches, however, can suffer from this a lot more often. The watches that get magnetized the most are classic made out of gold and extra thin ones. When the movement is influenced by magnetism, it affects the working length of the spiral, resulting in a sudden advance of the watch's pace. To put it in simple terms, For example, for each 24-hour window, the watch might be 20-30 minutes ahead. And 
Even though this problem sounds catastrophic, it isn't harmful to the movement and the solution is quite easy. Any watch atelier should have a demagnetizing machine. Simply put the watch inside it, click twice, turn it over, click twice again, and that's it. Problem solved. Polishing servicing. Ah, the good old my watch is full of dents, but can you please just do a little fast polishing so that it looks brand new because it's working perfectly. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> I don't I don't really know where to begin with really. Um, I guess the first thing I should say is that polishing requires specific knowledge, techniques and a professional sensibility that a lot of technicians do not have. It's not an easy task to begin with. It takes a lot of time, concentration and demands a lot of responsibility. Watch cases and bracelets designs are conceived by engineers, watchmakers and master jewelers. Just like there is high-end watchmaking, there is also high-end jewelry and the watches cases and bracelets are part of it. That being said, in order to be able to polish these parts, technicians need to be trained accordingly. Back in the day, watchmakers would polish and repair the movements. Nowadays, brands train watchmakers just to service the movements and then train polishers to take care of the outside look of the watches. Personally, I've received a special training in both areas, so I do know what I'm talking about. Now, brands don't do this polishing servicing alone. When the watch is fully serviced, the polishing might be included or it can be charged separately. Now, why is that? For example, let's say a watch has had really heavy impacts and it's full of dents all around. Surely the client thinks it doesn't look good and just wants it polished. But those dents might imply that the movement is probably not working correctly and it's servicing in many cases urgently. Also, just like waterproofness, in order to do things right, the watch needs to be disassembled and then washed. And since that's something that must be done when the watch is fully serviced, brands choose to make the polishing only available then. Another concerning issue um, I feel like I must talk about is um, people that approach uh, untrained watchmakers or polishers to do this servicing to then sell the watches or just to pay less. If you don't have the knowledge nor training, the consequences that can result from it are endless. But I'll just point out some common real-life scenarios just so you are aware of the situation. Some watches are very technical, also known as complicated watches. And they are not complicated just in theory nor just when it comes to the movement. Some of them, for example, have measuring scales that, although they are not attached to the movement, they are synchronized. For you to synchronize everything back, in many cases, you need to disassemble some parts of the movement. Also, to remove these scales or to take out, simply take out the movement from the case, you might need some special tools that you might not even know of. What I mean is, once again, if you don't have the knowledge nor the tools, the risk is not worth it. Especially with these watches because if something happens and the responsibility to solve the problem is in your hands, the solution is to send it to the after-sales department and it's going to cost you a small fortune. 
When it comes to watches that have been mishandled by other watchmakers, brands are ruthless and that will be noticed on the price. The same goes for more sports and diving watches. These might have construction characteristics that give them the ability to sustain and to perform well in harder environments. Polishing the wrong angle or the wrong parts of the case might result in irreversible damages, for example, preventing the watch from ever being able to go underwater again. This is a critical issue when it comes to vintage sports watches. Fortunately, in, in the vintage watch community, most people don't like it polished because the scratches are like the watch's wrinkles. They are part of, it, of its history. And lastly, uh, and to end this topic on a more positive note, please know that watches should be fully polished four to five times maximum in their lifetime. Last but not least, full servicing. I know, I know, I know this episode has been very technical so far and I apologize for that, but uh, all these topics have many points in common and I think they are really, really important for you to know. Fortunately for you, I will briefly address this last subject because I want to explore it even more uh, on a future episode. So, to begin with, uh, all the things I've mentioned so far can be and usually are included in this service. This servicing is considered the most important of all of them because, like the name suggests, it's going to involve a full checkup. For today's episode, I only want to give you guys a general overview of what's done in these cases. So, to make things easy, I'll separate this topic into categories. Quartz watches and mechanical watches. About the first group, even though they are way simpler than mechanical watches, quartz ones also need servicing. Depending on what brand and segment your watch is positioned at, the methodology of a full servicing changes a bit. Firstly, watchmakers must go through the same list of procedures I punished you with <laughs> earlier in this episode. Um, and then uh, after that, in most cases, if the movement is simple, it's changed for a new one. The old movement is then sent to the brand's factory to be fully repaired. This method is usually done by low to lower medium grade brands that have a ton of work. Therefore, this is the most effective way to handle the amount of work while keeping a good quality control. For medium to high grade brands, every quartz movement is fully repaired by the watchmakers and only changed for a new one when really necessary. Now, without getting into much detail, uh, these movements are fully disassembled, all the electronic circuit contacts are cleaned, all the, winds are, all the wheels are washed, then everything is reassembled, re-lubricated and a new battery is put on. Everything related with waterproofness, polishing, etc. is included, like I said, and price-wise, things can be paid separately or not, depending on the brand of your watch. Now, for quartz watches, uh, this full servicing should always be done after three battery servicings. 
Basically, the fourth time you would reach out to a watch atelier for a battery change, you do a full servicing. Lastly, mechanical watches. <laughs> this subject in particular has a lot of things to say, things to watch out for. Well, too many things for me to include in this episode, which has been really long and exhausting for you guys, I bet. <laughs> but just like I said, I, I literally just want to give you guys an overview of what implicates to fully service a mechanical watch. Mechanical movements, when fully serviced, are almost always repaired by the watchmaker. There are some rare cases of brands that, just like Quartz, they change the movement for a new one and the old one is then sent to the brand's factory to be fully repaired. In some extreme cases, when the movement isn't repairable, it can be changed. But like I said in the beginning of this episode when I talked about old watches, since it implicates changing the main plate, it's a difficult process and sometimes brands just won't do it or don't want to or just charge you a ton of money. Of course, all these practices, types of problems and so on vary depending on the quality of the movement, brand segment, which, like I mentioned, is something that I will address in a future episode. So, vaguely speaking, this is how the servicing goes. The watchmakers check uh, rigorously the watch's condition, then try to detect its problems and take note of what parts need to be replaced. If possible, fix the problems right away, then disassemble every component with a wooden tool. The technicians use it to clean every surface, hole and ruby. Then the watch goes into a cleaning machine to be pre-washed to remove the thickest grime. After that, it gets its main wash on a different cleaning machine, then gets assembled and lubricated, and finally it's adjusted in many positions so that it performs the best way possible. Now, how often should you service them? To be completely honest, it depends on what type of watch it is, how often do you use it, how intensively and in what environments do you use it on, it also, like I said, varies based on your watch movement's quality, and, but I, I, won't, I won't talk about that today. So, for watches that are daily used, I advise, I advise to service them every three to four years, especially if they are automatic. For sports and diving watches, I advise you to do a waterproofness test every year, especially before summer, and do a full servicing every five years. If it's also the watch you use uh, every day, do a full servicing every three to four years. Lastly, for watches that you occasionally wear or don't wear as much, I advise you to fully service them every six years. However, if it's an extra thin or a complicated one, I advise you to do a full servicing every five years since they are more delicate and really need to be looked after. And that's it for today guys. This servicing topic is really important for the various reasons I mentioned throughout the, the episode and I really wanted to raise some awareness to it. I hope that everything that was said was enlightening even though it was very long and technical and I apologize for it. 
I also hope that some of your questions were answered, at least I tried the best I could. Make sure you follow the Watchaholics podcast available on Spotify for more episodes to come. I'm Diogo Zideriu, your online watchmaker.